Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is the ever-so-cheerful Charles Chuck Thompson. How you feeling today, Chuck? I've never felt better. Never felt better than you do right now. Yeah. Today is the best day of Charlie's life. That's some... Uh... That's some what we would call Enneagram 7 energy for you. Right oh, yeah? There. I don't know what that is. On. I don't know what that is. You don't know the is. Enneagram scale, huh? No, no. I never really I never really looked into those Your things. Your wife hasn't fallen down that hole, has she? No. <laughs> no, she has not. Yeah. It's quite interesting, actually. I, I think but, I think the personality stuff is pretty interesting. Mm, this is I, very interesting. I always look more at the Myers-Briggs stuff um, than I did the Enneagram stuff, though. So, I don't know. Anyway... This is the Good Morning Liberty podcast where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week, whether Charlie wants to or not. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that beautiful, amazing like button. It's just right down there. And you just want to hit that like button right down there. And the bell. And the bell. And the bell. What's the bell do? Subscribe. What's the bell do? Subscribe. That subscribes? On YouTube. Does the bell give you alerts when you... Release stuff? Is that what it is? Isn't the bell the subscribe uh, on YouTube? I have no idea. I don't know how to YouTube yet. Oh, wow. You, it's a new technology, you know? I don't oh. really know much about it. Just came out. Just came out. It. So we're watching. I've got NBC News pulled up here because it was the first one I saw. The jury has reached a verdict in the trial of Derek Chauvin. Unanimously. Unanimous verdict in, uh, oh, what did it take him, like nine hours, something like that? Looked like to be about nine hours, nine and a half hours. And so we're going to try to catch that live when they read the verdict. We'll go in and out here. I've got it pulled up on the screen, and we'll see when they're, when they're reading the verdict. We'll see if we can catch it. We can get our live reactions to what the verdict is. It was a fairly quick verdict, I would say, and that normally indicates good things for the prosecution. Uh, it says it is a unanimous verdict, and my guess is that it's going to be guilty, at least at least on the manslaughter. We will see how bad the riots are going to be. That's what, we, that's what we're looking to see, how much stuff is going to be burnt down. And I may need to clarify from yesterday, because when I was... You are, because you almost lost my friendship. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, when I was talking about him being guilty, I think, it's, I think it's manslaughter. I don't think his intent was to kill him. Yeah. I don't think it's murder. Although the live group is saying, and I agree, I think the murder three and the manslaughter is pretty close, but murder three is a little bit more aggressive. Um, I, I think it's manslaughter. Yeah. I, don't, I think I, I gave the example of if, if I'm driving in a car and being reckless yeah, and you know, you die cause you're with me, mm-hmm. uh, which is sad. Death is sad. Very sad. Yeah. That's manslaughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't mean to kill you. I don't, you're my best friend. Why would I want to kill you? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, manslaughter. Exact same thing. Yeah. So it, we will see. We'll see if we can catch that. They're saying it's going to be around 4.30 Eastern or 3.30. This right here, I can't tell if they're about to read the verdict. I guess the jury's going to read the verdict. I don't know. So anyway, we'll try and we'll try and bring that in when they do go to talk about that. But first, I got to tell you guys about a brand new sponsor. And this is not even part of what we're, what we're going to read for the ad or anything. 
when I got up today and I was a little bit of a rush, I was in a little bit of a rush to come over here today and the, to, I was a little bit running behind and I threw on my new go-to shirt. Now we were supposed to do this ad yesterday or tomorrow, tomorrow we were going to do this ad, but today it was going to be nice in seventies out here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I wanted to throw on what has become my favorite shirt. And really it's just because of the way it fits me. And the way, the way it feels. I'm not the most comfortable guy in every single bit of clothing that I ever get, but I, we did get these shirts sent to us, and I do happen to feel really comfortable in it. So this is Up In Arms Clothing. This shirt, I'm going to show it here on the video, if you guys can see it. It's got a nice, this shirt is called Anatomy, Anatomy of a Pew. It's pretty funny. It's the one that Charlie picked out for me. Pew Pew. Anatomy of a Pew. So... It's, it, only, it's only missing a level. It, it, yeah, there's no level right here. So, But this is diagramming out all the parts, if you don't know what the parts are, of this nice little piece of ammunition. This is the metal holding thing right here. This right here, when you when you pull the trigger, it's got a bang button back here in, the, in there. Um, the end of it's called the Freedom Seed, just so you know. And then we've got the, uh, the magical fire dust that's inside of the whole thing that makes it all go. So they've got very detailed anatomy of this pew right here over at Up in Arms Clothing. Up in Arms Clothing takes its motto from the phrase in arms, meaning help fight a common enemy. Up in Arms indicates that the soldier wasn't just equipped for battle, but was standing and ready for it. They were founded in 2020 by a Marine Corps combat veteran and defense contractor to equip and make ready a people that stand in defiance of all forms of tyranny and are ready to fight against it. It's always good to support companies, by the way, that also are supporting the same ideals that you are. Tom wants to know if you have a pick of the shirt. Um, I can. Uh, we he's, can find some some pictures. Todd, he's wearing it. I'm wearing it. If you can see it, if you can see it right now, I'll get up a little bit more right here. Let me push the mic away. Hold on. Let me Look get this. That. Let me get this out of the way. Where, bold, how do you move this thing? Bold, beautiful you shirt. You guys see this thing right here? It's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Really comfortable. They have their nice form-fitting shirts. Yeah. Um, Even if you don't have a nice form, I felt that it actually feels pretty good. I actually so. already wore mine. <laughs> you did? Yeah. They, well, they sent us both clothes, which is really nice. And I wore mine. It's at the bottom of the laundry pile. So I'm, I'm really sorry I'm not wearing it today, but it's going to get washed and I'll wear it for the next one. Wes says, please don't take your shirt off, Nate. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare do that. <laughs> they represent Americans that stand for what is right and just and to support our military and first responders, no longer the silent majority, but rather patriots equipped and standing ready to defend our God-given freedoms. Up in Arms values American-made products and cuts no corners to provide affordable made-in-the-USA apparel. All their products are sourced from American-made materials and printed in Scottsdale, Arizona. Their founder, Daniel Skillman, served eight years as a grunt in the Marine Corps through four combat tours in Iraq and has been supporting and training our nation's military members for over 15 years, Up in Arms is committed to providing high-quality, rel relentlessly American apparel. They aim to make a statement and support our God-given rights. Through their endeavor, they want to provide their customers with high-quality apparel that speaks loudly to all of our shared beliefs. Go to upinarmsclothing.com. Up in Arms Clothing. They're supporting us. You guys should go support them. You're That's missing an important works. piece here. What's I, that? I'm not sure if he if you got the memo. I didn't know. Oh, it, there's a 15% off code for our listeners. I did not even see that. Yes. Where? It's uh, Good Morning Liberty, all one word. Good Morning Liberty, 15% off. He said he was going to put it in the email, but I'm not it sure. It was not he, in the email. Okay. No. 15% off discount code. 
Uh, good morning, Liberty, all together, all one word. So okay. just for our listeners, get you that 15% off, and that's what I call a bargain. <laughs> All right, sorry for all the Patreon members. I know we said we weren't going to read any ads anymore. The Patreon members, by the way, who signed up by going to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty and support the show for as little as $5 a month so they can watch live every single day on the live, uh, the private Discord channel. We told them that we weren't going to read any ads anymore live for them to listen to. And so if you join, you can also not hear any ads like they don't. <laughs> so, uh, I, was, I was just talking about one of my favorite t-shirt companies I'm just telling you, I'm just showing you guys a shirt that I'm wearing it's a new shirt okay yeah okay all right so starting from our off, friend Daniel from from our friend Daniel thank you so much for <laughs> that gift gets me every single time <laughs> I swear that's the kind of body you need to wear these shirts right there all right Charles I don't know if you heard about this mm-hmm. you guys remember that thing happened on January 6th and these people died counting. Here's who also was killed. A police officer also died during these protests. And this was even brought up during the impeachment proceedings. This was obviously all over the news, oh, the all over the riots. place. The Capitol riots, January, I said January 6th. That's a date that you have to remember. If I would have said 9-11, you'd know what that is. No. So on one sixth, this thing happened. So Glenn Greenwald's out there blasting the New York Times and the media for the initial reports. This guy's getting Sicknick more libertarian by the day. Because this is what happened. Um, they ruled that the guy died, that the police officer tragically died, suffered a stroke. And that is what he died from. And they have no reports of him actually being hit with a fire extinguisher or anything like that. Hmm. That's what they've now come out with. Washington's top medical examiner debunked a once widespread media narrative on Monday by announcing U.S. Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick suffered two strokes and died of natural causes the day after he confronted January 6th Capitol rioters. Journalist Glenn Greenwald, you guys remember him because he's the one who broke the Edward Snowden. That's the guy I'm talking about. He's the one that's becoming more libertarian every single day. He reminded readers that the New York Times, quote, published emotionally gut-wrenching but complete fiction that never had any evidence by initially reporting that Sicknick's skull was savagely bashed in with a fire extinguisher by a pro-Trump mob until he died. That is what the New York Times reported. Reported on January 8th, the sickening died from injuries sustained while physically engaging with pro-Trump rioters and cited two anonymous law enforcement officials, two anonymous law enforcement officials who claimed he was struck with a fire extinguisher during the insurrection. House impeachment managers used the Times article as evidence in their impeachment pretrial memo for former President Donald Trump. You guys remember when Trump was the president? That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Weeks later, the Times quietly updated its story to note new information questions the initial cause of death. But the revision came weeks after the information was initially published. Separate Times story on January 9th reported Sicknick died from brain injuries he sustained after Trump loyalists who overtook the complex struck him in the head with a fire extinguisher. But that version has not been corrected or updated as of Tuesday... January 11th piece describes Sicknick as the U.S. Capitol Police officer who died after being hit in the head with a rider wielding a fire extinguisher. The chief medical examiner ruled on Monday that Sicknick died from acute brainstem and sur- <laughs> he, had a, he had a stroke. Uh, that's, that's what it was. But gave no indication that he was ever struck by a fire extinguisher. It's just an infarct, man. It's just a brain infarct is what he had. That's mm-hmm. you know, when it happens in your heart, you call the heart attack, happens in your head, you call the stroke. Okay, mm-hmm. so any anyhow, 
Now this is your heart's just a myo myocardial infarction, <laughs> and your brain is the cerebellar infarction. That's that's so, what it is. Simply simply means yeah. that the blood flow stops. Um, now listen, it doesn't make it any less tragic that the guy died, and I would we're against death because we are very against death. And I would also assume now I don't think that the people should be brought up on any. Uh, manslaughter charges but i would also assume that the riots probably led to him having a stroke the following day if if not for the riots and what happened then he probably would not have had that stroke the following day and so are they guilty of any type of manslaughter i'm not sure probably a lot of stress from what from what happened right there um anyhow that I just think that it's important because we get these media narratives and this is just a widespread narrative that was everywhere following the the riots on January he, 6th. Like you said, they even used this to impeach Trump I know. for the second time. How many times they did literally we... literally publish whatever you want yeah. and then just change it a couple weeks later. We heard it trending, Blue, Blue Lives Matter trending on, on Twitter for, for days. And of course, people on the right don't care about Blue Lives because this police officer was murdered at the January 6th riots by Trump supporters. And it turns out that the guys suffer the stroke the following day. So, and anyhow, that's what actually happened. And I do think that that matters, not so much as whether or not you care that the guy died or that the riots happened, but it matters as to whether or not you're going to trust what the media is telling you on a daily basis. You got to wait until the actual facts are reported. And in this case, until the medical examiner does all of the medical examining and goes ahead and tells you that the guy had a stroke. All right? That's, and, and that's the way it is right there. All right. I, I think we should lead into the, the Waters things next. Um, okay. Yep. We can talk about that kind of relates to Trump's impeachment in my point, in if my you're, view. If you're, uh, if you're feeling like uh, reading or spending some time talking, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, you I just can probably do know. this one here. Okay. Uh, this is from NBC News. I don't know if you guys saw this last night or not. You had the video too? I did not bring up the video. No, I'm Ooh. sorry. Well, mm. that's unfortunate. I'm very sorry about that. Because in her own words. Yeah. Chauvin trial or Chauvin trial, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, judge says Maxine Waters' confrontational protest remarks could fuel appeal. Uh, but when they say could fuel appeal, they mean they, they will. Yeah. So from NBC News, the judge in Derek Chauvin's murder trial and the death of George Floyd criticized recent comments by Representative Maxine Waters from California, saying her words could be grounds for the defense to appeal a verdict. Waters, who has been uh, who has long been a lightning rod for criticism from the right, was already facing a torrent of Republican criticism for her comments over the weekend, urging protesters in Minnesota to get more confrontational if Chauvin is not convicted. Several GOP lawmakers called for expulsion from Congress. And that's what I was going to say. It's time she gets impeached. Yeah, I, doesn't it? If you were to look at what Trump was impeached for, or at least all of the all of the talk around inciting a riot and having the dangerous rhetoric out there, it really does seem like Maxine Waters is out there with some dangerous rhetoric. I mean, that doesn't it kind of seem like that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's what it feels like to me. Let me see if this is her saying it right here. I pulled up this video. I don't know what's on it yet. Let's see. It's a very difficult time right. in the history of this country, uh, despite the fact that we know that uh, people of color 
uh, have been killed too often, unarmed young men, in particular black men, have been killed. Uh, we know that we are now coming to the end of the George Floyd trial, and that I suppose the closing arguments are going to be made on that case uh, coming Monday. And we're really just almost at the beginning of what is it what just is me or better with, with a mask our young man, <laughs> uh, Dante Wright, uh, who was killed, and that um, we have to persist in calling for justice. We have to let people know that we're not going to be satisfied unless we get justice in these cases. And so I just could not sleep. I could not rest. I could not be uh, satisfied without coming here uh, to let the family know and the friends know and the people of this community know and all those who have organized for justice know that I stand with you and I'm going to stand not only with you, but continue to fight in every way that I can for justice. Fight. For justice. Okay, well, that well, wasn't not, the actual yeah. comments, so no, that's what exactly. you get for not checking through a video first, right? That's okay. I still... still the actual sounds... quotes in the article. Yeah. So she uh, uh, continues here from the judge, uh, quote, I'll give you that... Oh, sorry, Chauvin's attorney asked the judge to declare a mistrial over Waters' comments, arguing that she had uh, prejudiced the jury. Judge Peter Cahill denied the request, but said that Waters' comments were abhorrent and that she may have handed the defense a lifeline anyway. Quote from the judge, I'll give you that Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned, he said. But he decided not to. Still grant, did not declare a mistrial. Yeah, yeah. didn't grant the no. motion of mistrial in, in that the lower court. Waters appeared at a racial justice protest Saturday night in Brooklyn Center, a suburb. And keep in mind, at this time, the, the jury has not been sequestered. Yeah. And they weren't sequestered the entire time, which blows my mind. I did not know that until today. Yeah. I I was blown away that they did not sequester this jury, considering the whole thing was playing on TV. And it's literally, if not the top news story of 2020, I don't know what is. I think it outcovered COVID, didn't it? Um, I, I'm not real. I don't know. I had not seen the data on that. At least it was close. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. So that's where she appeared, and she said, quote, We've got to stay on the street, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. She told reporters when asked, what would happen if Chauvin's trial, which is wrapping up this week, ends in acquittal? We've got to make sure that they know we mean business. It's interesting that the clip that we pulled from The Guardian didn't keep that first part in it. They picked up after she said we mean business. But they uh, didn't. They didn't pick up her saying that we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. They they left that part out of it. Here's here's the question I have, and I wish I could get more animated right now, but I can't. What's more confrontational than burning down buildings? It's been pretty gall darn confrontational <laughs> so far. What? Yeah. What's next? I'm not sure. People have been. I think twenty around twenty five people. Were, were murdered or died during the protests last year. Buildings set on fire. Billions looting. of dollars worth of property. I, I don't know. What's what, more confrontational? Than murder. And how <laughs> is that not inciting violence? I'm not real sure. And what I think that the judge said here is really important. And we could go back to when we were talking about this trial to begin with. This is 
if you're an appeal attorney, if you're a defense attorney, this is just the best thing you could hope for. This is easily grounds for an appeal. They should have sequestered the jury to start with. I think regardless of what verdict comes down today, which we're still watching to see what's going to come out. I think regardless, we're going to see an appeal that the jury was was biased, uh, that they were scared to render any verdict other than guilty. And I think that they're right about that also. It doesn't mean that I'll disagree with a guilty verdict on anything. But I think that the, if they appeal and say that the jury was biased on something, they're right about that. And you have to take that and you have to separate it from this trial. Because you have to remove this trial and you have to talk about the principle of the matter. Should a jury, when there is a murder trial or any type of trial, should a jury know that if they render one verdict, then the whole country is going to burn down? And if they render a different verdict, slightly less of the country is going to burn down. And those are the two choices that they have. Should should we worry about that kind of thing? We should. And you can completely remove this trial and how we feel about over-policing and police brutality and Derek Chauvin and all that and just completely remove it from the equation. Was the jury potentially biased in this? Of course they were. Of course they were. I can't believe they didn't have a, a change of venue in this. I'm surprised that it, that it was even taking place there. Um, this is easily going to be appealed and I think that it it should be appealed if I were a defense attorney obviously going to be appealed which most things are you know especially if the person's got the money to do it or the backing to do it um, I think that it should be appealed and I think that that should be considered and then I think that there should be another trial where the jury's sequestered and and um, and then they find them guilty of manslaughter still but we have to be for fair trials in this country, even at times that it's hard to defend things, that is when it matters the most. That's when your principles matter the most, or at the times that it is hardest to defend when you're defending something that is so terrible and disgusting and tragic, that is when your principles really matter the most. And we have to defend people's right to a fair trial, whether we think, whether we already have a verdict rendered in, in our minds or not, we have to defend their right to have a free trial and I, a fair trial. And I don't think that that, and I don't think that that has occurred here. And like I said, it doesn't mean that I'm going to disagree with a guilty verdict. But as I said yesterday, I don't want the guilty verdict to come down because the jury was worried about what would happen if they didn't give a guilty verdict. That's not a fair trial. So this it's going to be it's going to be appealed, and we'll see we'll see what happens. And that's the other thing is like how how can someone who voted to impeach Trump for a second time? literally use the same if not worse rhetoric yeah i mean they literally and expect and nothing happens they were literally saying that because trump said that we were gonna fight that that meant that he was calling for violence and she just said that we were gonna fight mm-hmm. in her little speech right there like and i don't i don't know who's the blame here because people fall for this crap every single day people fall for it and you, you, they can run how many times Trump said fight, or how many times Ted Cruz said fight, or whoever it was said, Josh Hawley said fight a whole bunch of times. So obviously fighting is violent, and they were calling for violence. 
But then you just look through all the clips of people on the left saying fight. They're going to fight for this and they're going to fight for that. They're going to fight for 15. They're going to fight for all these things. Does it mean they're calling for violence according to them? No. But when other people do it, yeah. It's just ridiculous. And it's insane that people actually do fall for it. Like they literally will. And they'll say that Trump said fight. And so that meant he was calling for violence. And then they'll hear Maxine Waters say fight and not even give it a thought whatsoever. It's, it's, in, it's insane. It's insanier. That's mm-hmm. the, uh, the way I say it. I don't know how you guys say it. So yeah. anyhow, still waiting on this verdict to come down. Uh, they said, I mean, they said between 4.30 and 5 Eastern, and we're sitting here at 4.50 Eastern right now, and uh, no, no verdict yet. So we're going to run into, there we go. Thank you, Amanda, for the, uh, those are two potential spellings. For that, for Insanier. They're waiting for the crowd to gather. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They got to wait. They got to wait for that. They got to wait and make sure that everyone has had time to turn on the news so we can see this. So the next thing. Drum rolls coming. (laughs) The next thing uh, that I wanted to talk about that is not good news either, but I'm hoping there are still other people against it. We talked a little bit about a little bit more on an economic policy front while we're waiting for this verdict. We talked a little bit about the PRO Act. And what the PRO Act is, is it's essentially a pro-union bill, is, is essentially what it is. It makes it much easier for unions to organize. It would stop Amazon from doing things like what Amazon did to stop their massive warehouse from organizing, uh, like running ads to their workers and doing this big anti-union campaign, holding meetings that the workers had to go to to tell them why unionizing was wrong, all these things. And then also the PRO Act is a is a copy of what California did for contract workers when it came to people like Uber and Lyft and DoorDash drivers, musicians, writers, all these people that suffered so badly in California. It was so it was so badly hated in California that they eventually overturned it in the recent election in California. They eventually voted to excuse some of these other companies from to basically make it where Uber drivers could still be independent contractors if they want to. The PRO Act changes the definition of what an employee is, and it will make it to where if you are an independent contractor, that you are an employee. Okay, so it didn't have as much support, but now Senator Joe Manchin, who is kind of the one of the main guys on the Democrat side that is holding back the in, the insanier legislation the crazy crazy leftist legislation he's still a democrat but he's not i wouldn't call him a leftist or anything like that he has now said that he supports it so this is from reuters right here senator joe manchin said monday he supports a sweeping labor reform bill giving the legislation more momentum after it passed in the house last month the west virginia democrat said the protecting the right to organize act or the pro act would level the playing field for unions as he was looking forward to working with a bipartisan group of legislators to pass it level the playing field for unions yeah that's what we need to do as level the they're, playing, yeah they're in so much harm right now yeah it's And they're not even talking about protecting. They didn't even mention the protecting workers. He said it would level the playing field for unions. (laughs) Wow. That's the part that they weren't. When the PRO Act first came out, they were talking about workers and protecting workers so they could get fair pay and everything. And now they're just like, oh, this is going to make it better for unions. 
It's just the quiet part out loud right now. Robert said passage of legislation will go a long way to help recovery across Appalachia, which has been hit hard by the transformation of the energy business from coal to renewable energy. U.S. coal production has snuck to the lowest levels since the 1970s, and jobs in the industry have plummeted more than 40% since 2008. Okay, it's not due to any regulations against U.S. coal or anything like that, or that we're evolving in our technology and that we're, we don't need coal as much as we used to or anything like that. We need to protect this one industry. That's what we have to make sure that we are protecting. Well, we could protect it by not having tons of EPA regulations knocking the industry down. That would right, be, that'd right. be one way and to do it. Just let the market work. Yeah, actually let... What Charlie just said, just let the free market work. We don't have a free market. They've caused a bunch of job losses in the industry. And so now they need a new bill to protect people who are losing their jobs due to all the regulations that the government's been passing. Whether or not the coal companies make money or not, who cares? (laughs) The bill passed the House 225 to 206, but has an uphill battle in the Senate. This is the good news. Even with Manchin's support, the bill does not yet have all 50 Democrats in the Senate, the level at which Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said it would need to get a vote. This means all the Democrats have to vote for it, and then they would get the tie break from the vice president. Backers of the bill would also have to get the support of Democratic Senators Mark Warner, Kristen Sinema, and Mark Kelly, who have all expressed some level of skepticism. And normally that skepticism lasts until they get their own little pet projects put into the bill, and then their skepticism starts to dissipate right after that. Mm-hmm. So, and anyhow... Anyhow, this would be such a terrible bill. It would be. I mean, I I'm trying to decide what the worst possible bill they could pass would be and doing something that would essentially make people who are independent contractors into employees of every business could be one of the things to have one of the worst things to happen to workers since the income tax, like the, since since taxation itself, it could literally be one of the worst things. To happen to happen to workers. It's insane. You're talking tens of millions of people who work as independent contractors who make money on the side doing things and are who are happy to be making money on the side doing things. You guys know I paid my bills by being an Uber driver for quite some time. And I only did that because I was an independent contractor. I did not want to be anyone's employee. That's why I drove for Uber was because I could do whatever I wanted. I could take one ride and go home if I wanted to. I could sleep in my car if I wanted to. I could watch a movie in my car if I wanted to do that. I didn't have to do anything if I didn't want to. And so that's why I was an Uber driver, because I didn't actually have to do anything unless I really wanted to get out there and hustle and make a lot of money. And and it, I could. I was average about $21 an hour anytime I would drive for Uber here in, here in Nashville. And this one time would, you took a guy to like Memphis, didn't you? Um, I took a guy to UT. Um, Mar- I, I don't. Like, I took a guy like two and a half hours away one time, that's crazy. and uh, it, it was it was weird. It was really weird. The guy sat in my front seat in the passenger seat and didn't say a word to me the entire time, even though I tried to strike up a conversation a couple times. I was like, man, at least get in the back seat. Come yeah, on, yeah. Why is, are you making this so weird? It's awkward. We had to stop. <laughs> you try to hold your hand. <laughs> um, no, no, he was just on his phone the whole time. And, uh, man, I tell you what, it was weird. I picked him up at, uh, like 1130 at night, almost midnight, something like that. And, uh, saw the trip and I was like, <clears throat> are you actually going to this place? He was like, yeah, man, the last couple Uber drivers, they showed up and then they left, said they couldn't take me. And I was like, well, it'll be some pretty good money. That's fine. I'll go. 
Another thing we've learned there during this podcast is that the word momentarily momentarily can mean anything. Yeah. So, we've been streaming uh, waiting for the verdict and it has said the entire time verdict to be read momentarily. And that's factually accurate, mm -hmm. you know, but momentarily moments could be measured in any amount of time, really, yeah. if you want to. So I guess maybe we're not going to catch the verdict live today. And, and so that's okay. What do you think it's going to be, Charles? Um, I think it's going to be guilty. Yeah. And I think they're actually going to do guilty on all three, which, uh, no, I, I think they're going to do guilty murder three and guilty manslaughter and not guilty on murder two. I, uh, I think it'll be guilty on all three. I think that's, I think that's what we're going to get, but I'm, I also lean towards what you just said right there. I think that's a very likely possibility. But I think if they don't get the highest charge, I think everyone knows that if they don't get the highest charge, it's going to be really bad. And so if I think that the it, that what's going on in the country is played into what the jury is going to do whatsoever, then I have to think that they're going to do guilty on everything out of mm -hmm. out of fear, at least. So I don't know. That's that's what I think. That's what I think. That's what Charlie thinks. We will know momentarily. I saw someone in the group that said they think that he's going to be acquitted because they want the unrest. That's, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't think that that's a high likelihood. Um, but you know, we'll see. That certainly will be interesting. That, that will be really interesting. So listen, y'all, everyone who's a member of the Patreon group, I really want to say thank you to you guys. You guys are helping us pay the bills. You guys are helping us um, actually run advertising. We have someone, we we got Mr. John King, who uh, was on the podcast, if you go way, way back, and then he just got too busy to hang out with us lowly folks over here. Um, he's running our videos all the time, running our social media, doing a really good job doing that. And it's thanks to you guys that we're, we're able to do those things, that I'm able to come in here every day. And if you're not a member of the Patreon, I highly suggest doing it because we are working on some big stuff right now. And it's, it's not going to be easy, but hey, saving the world is not easy, all right? But that's, that is the task that we are officially taking on. And it's starting right here in our Patreon group. So if you haven't joined, then go to patreon.com slash Liberty. You can find all the links. Make sure you go to Up in Arms Clothing. Tell a friend, tell a family member. Do all those things. And, and also, what Charlie wants me to say right now, I'm channeling his brain, is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because that tells the algorithms that we're okay. And after all these ratings and reviews, we're still shown as a five-star podcast. We've got a few three stars in there, but I don't know if the rolling average is what they do, like the most previous 30 or 100 reviews, whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> 30 or 100. It's either one of, it's either one of those. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know what it is, but we still come up as a five-star podcast. So make sure if you haven't done it, you just type in Good Morning Liberty. If you're already subscribing, you type it in, you bring up the main podcast page, you go down to the bottom and you hit five stars if that's what you think and if you think it's less than that then forget this ever happened all right forget i <laughs> forget i ever said anything and check out the youtubes yeah we've, yeah. Been, we've been doing a lot of work on the youtubes well yeah, yeah, so check it out all right y'all if you do all of those things we will be back at you tomorrow 
and we'll probably be talking about what's about to happen here momentarily. All right. <laughs> Whenever that is. Yeah. Whenever that is. If you do all those things, we'll be here tomorrow. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. You say classy. You say classy, I'm Nate. Say classy, Nate, Charlie.